With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Elijah Winfrey Show. I am your host, Elijah Winfrey, joined each week by my fabulous, wonderful, and super talented co-host, Tony Boucher. We have an exciting show for you today. Kind of a kind of a redo, if you will. Uh, last week's show um, <laughs> was cut short due to technical difficulties, but uh, we 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 have that problem fixed, and uh, we're excited um, about the show today. And we're going to talk about uh, girls on the autism spectrum, something that we don't talk about a lot, uh, not just us on the show here, uh, but uh, society as as a whole. We we spend so much time focusing on the boys that we we tend to overlook uh, the girls for um, whatever reason. And today we're going to spend a little time talking about uh, girls on the spectrum and and ways that we can help help them and and also uh, friendships and uh, letting folks know how important that is to individuals on the spectrum. So before we get going, though, let's get you caught up on uh, our past weekend. Tony, my friend, how are you? How was your past weekend? What did you do? I had a great weekend. My uh, group of young men who have our weekly Saturday social group went for a walk on a really amazing trail. It's actually the place where most of the migratory birds um, that come from the north actually stop off when they are um, heading south, the warblers and the songbirds, um, the bluebirds, they actually stop off at this particular place. And it was a really fun trail, Patriot's Point Trail. And we had such a nice walk. And um, it's really amazing how, you know, as humans, we kind of know intuitively that walking, getting out, moving our bodies, going in nature is really healthy for us. But the research is showing that as well, that a good walk exercise can be as effective or more effective than antidepressant medication, worry anxiety, and it actually reduces, you know, your aging. It keeps your hormones balanced so that you can, you know, uh, as you begin to age, your body maintains a good level of hormones. So it was so much fun to do that with the guys. and. you know, some of the guys have experience and knowledge about um, nature, and so we learned a little bit from from one of our guys who shared that he knows about the different um, kinds of species 
of um, of wildlife and and you know the plants that grow. So it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. So how about you? How was your weekend? Well, I am continuing to get you know stronger each and every week. Um, you know, you you don't, <clears throat> I guess, realize uh, how how much of a toll, um, you know, depression takes on on your body mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I I took it for granted, and you know, I didn't realize, you know, after shutting down and and you know, stepping away from um, commitments um, in the community that. Wow, you know, my body was a wreck. My mind was a wreck. Yeah. I really needed to mm-hmm. I really needed to stop and uh reassess mm-hmm. some things. And so um I, I still have a long way to go in this process, but uh, I'm feeling much better. The energy level is, is up, starting to work on scheduling for, for next year. Uh I, I don't know when I'm gonna have that done. I wanna say maybe mid December um, at the earliest, um, you know, we we are in the uh, very beginning stages of our uh, Giving Tuesday campaign, uh, November 27th. Remember mm-hmm. that date, folks. Um, we are working toward adopting um, another family uh, for the holiday season and uh, trying to make that special for them. And and I'm working on a little a video piece that I'm going to share uh, on my website and on social media to to get you know see if we can get some 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 great donations in so we can help uh this family or families um uh, you know around christmas time so stay tuned for that um i i'll be back in the gym uh hopefully by the end of this week you know um as i continue to build i want to make sure that i i exercise properly and kind of you know, get my body really uh, re-energized and, and refocused, uh, and, and try to finish out the year strong and, and prepare for um, 2019. So, um, the weekend was was relatively, you know, uh, quiet. I spent some time um, at Microsoft uh, with with my wife, and and you know, kind of getting out. And uh, I, I I haven't totally made a decision on what commitments I am going to step back into uh still going through that process uh you know I was a, I was a cub scout den leader for my son and you know I I had to to step away from that as and also mentoring um at the first tier grade of Seattle and I don't know if I'm going to go back to those things you know it's looking more and more likely mm-hmm. that I I probably won't um because I I feel like uh, uh you know <laughs> I want to say that I'm 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 as close to being back uh as as I can be but uh I don't I don't want to I don't want to fool myself you know and and to thinking that you know I feel much better so now I can jump back into these commitments and then you know have uh another you know mm-hmm. event you know where I kind of relapse a bit so I, these baby steps that I'm taking are really beneficial uh they've helped our conversation last week, uh, you know, off air, you know, uh, it helped. It, it, you know, it got me to kind of deal with some things and put some things in perspective. Uh, and so I continue to, I continue to build. So it, it was, a, it was a good week for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the show, um, 
it's a good outlet for that. You know, I I get people all the time that that tell me, you know, you you're pretty open and thank you for sharing. It's got to be scary and you know, I and and I appreciate that um so so much. Um because I know for for a lot of people it can be. Yeah. I I think that I I think it's so interesting you're talking about uh you know, wanting to make sure that you're not taking on more than you can handle. Because I, I was talking with a, a mom the other day, and I'm, this is a conversation that I have a lot with parents where there's so much guilt behind, you know, not doing all these things. And so I, I'm really happy that you are sharing what your journey has been and that you are really taking a serious look at what's right for you, regardless of, you know, all these shoulds that, you know, come upon us, whether it's society saying, you know, this is what makes, you know, an active and involved parent is they participate in this and this. Um, those things don't really matter. If you're, you're needing to take care of your health and and do what's right for you at this moment. And so I think it's really good for the listeners to see that that's, you know, the journey you're going through. And hopefully it'll give, you know, some people out there permission to set some boundaries for themselves. Um, and I will definitely keep it in mind, you know, in my own life, uh, <laughs> you know, that you're setting the good example right. for us all. Absolutely. And, you know, I, you know, I, we tend to sometimes think that we are Teflon, that, uh, you know, we are <laughs> impenetrable, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing will get through. Um, and, and that was me, you know, I, I wanted to do so much, um, and to make folks happy. Um, it, it's the only way that I know how to be. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, I know now as I've gotten older, I have to make sure that, you know, the tank is as full as it can be and, you mm-hmm. know, and not, run on fumes. So um, I, I know there'll be, you know, disappointment, you know, um, and, and the things that I don't come back to, um, but that's okay. You know, there, there'll be other opportunities. Um, but I, I definitely want to make sure that, you know, I do the right thing going forward because this was, this was pretty, pretty serious for me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can, you can only mask it for so long before I tend to really do things out of character and people, you know, really take a hard look at like that's not yeah. who she is or who she is. So something's going on. So I wanted to make I wow. want to make sure that I do the right thing. Well, you know, that's a perfect segue into our conversation today, because yes. uh, you know we're talking about girls on the spectrum, and masking is something that girls on the spectrum do exceptionally well, and. You know, last last week when we started to talk about this, one of the things that um, we wanted to you know to get across is the fact that you know girls are from a very early age socialized differently than boys, and boys have a lot more permission to kind of act out or do things that aren't uh, heard. And if a girl does something that's different than her peers she is automatically sought out and put, and there's a lot of pressure put on her from her peers to behave like the rest of the girls. And so girls learn very quickly to mask their behavior. And 
you know, just as you, when you're masking and it just begins to take its toll, what we find with the girls is that they begin to, it begins to take its toll on the girls as well uh, because you can only do that for so long. We, we really have to, you know, be true to who we are uh, in order to function effectively in in the world, and when we we lose sight of that, it's it's not a healthy thing. Exactly, you're exactly right, one hundred percent. And you know, <clears throat> my my niece, um, and finding out she was autistic, um, you know, I, I I didn't know in the very beginning, and it, it took a little while for for her to warm up t- to me. Um, mm-hmm. um, and it was, it was, a, it was a shock to me, um, because I, I didn't know, uh, I had, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd read so much about boys on the spectrum, right? And mm-hmm. I just assumed that she was shy, she was quiet, maybe she didn't, uh-huh. you know, she didn't like her, her uncle, you know, and mm-hmm. that was not the case. And, you know, I had to really, um, uh, delve into that because, uh, and, and, and I'll honestly, and this is ignorant for me to say, but I didn't think. In the in the beginning, I didn't think girls were on the autism spectrum. You know, I yeah. I, I didn't know that well, existed for know, them. I thought it was just guys. That's the the fact of the matter is is that the you know the people who study this didn't realize it either until recently. So we know that you know all of the tests that we have to establish autism were normed on white males. So we know the research is clearly showing us that autistic girls do show up differently. They look differently. Their experience is fundamentally different. And so even the experts today are struggling to figure out how to find these girls and identify them. And there are very few experts who really know what they're looking for and know how to to accurately um, evaluate and diagnose the females. So you're in good company, Eli, because uh, it's, it's, an, it's you know the experts are really you know really struggling with right now, and um, you know it's it's funny because you know in my book I when I wrote the foreword to my book I talked about the fact that um, you know I possibly you know was was on the spectrum given a lot of my my tendencies and comments that people would make about me and. In writing that book, it really prompted me to go and, um, you know, look at that closer in my own life. And I really took a look at my family history and, you know, some of the experiences I was having were showing me that I'm really disabled in certain parts of my life, that I I really am not functioning well. Um, I have a lot of challenges. And so I actually sought out an expert who does specialize in in women and got an official evaluation. And so, uh, you know, here I am thinking, you know, I've, I've been in, you know, working with folks on the spectrum for 30 years. And she confirmed, yes, Tony, you are an Aspie. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. So, you know, you're, you're definitely in good company, Eli. And, and I want to say there was a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, when the realization hit me, I did not want to accept it. I went through a lot of denial and a lot of really feeling depressed about it because I knew how hard it was for my um, autistic female clients to deal with the world and deal with 
people who were very disbelieving and did not want to acknowledge that these women had specific struggles and needed certain kinds of support to function in the world. So I went right. to it kicking and screaming. But, you know, the, the really the beauty of it is that once I did finally accept the fact that, um, you know, autism is runs strongly in my family, I began to connect with other autistic women who I have a lot in common with. And for the first time in my life, I was feeling understood and like as part of a community that gets me. And for those women and girls out there who are isolated because they haven't been identified or um, they're not connected to the autistic community, it's a very lonely path to take. And really, the, you know, the urgency of getting people identified is so that we can get them the support they need and get them connected to community in a way that can help, um, help them feel like they're part of something. Isolation is... Is, uh, is a very unhealthy thing for individuals, but it's also unhealthy for us as communities. Absolutely. I, I want to ask you this. <clears throat> now, you, you, you said you didn't, you didn't want to accept it. Now, what, was it because of, of, of the fear of being put in a box, you know, and, and, and maybe in, in isolated or pushed away? Was, was that part of, of the thinking of, of not wanting to accept what was being told to you? Yeah, I, I, in all honesty, I knew that the women I dealt with received a lot of prejudice for coming out as being autistic. People would say, you're not autistic. You can't be autistic. You make eye contact. You have a boyfriend. You have a job. You, you know, whatever. You, <laughs> you know, you talk. You, you drive. Um, and, and, and so there's a lot of kind of negativity um, and animosity sometimes that um, that my female clients experience. And, you know, as a professional, I was like, well, you know, if I come out and be honest about the fact that I too am on the spectrum, what are my colleagues going to think? You know, is that going to diminish my credibility as a professional because, they're not going to believe I'm, you know, oh, Tony can't be. Um, so right. she's probably not really, you know, her, you know, her credibility then as a professional may be diminished. So it really had to do with, like, my feeling about how other people would look at me. Um, as superficial as that sounds, that's what it was. Oh, no. Um, you know? <laughs> and so I right. just had to come to terms with the fact that, you know what, it doesn't matter what other people think. I have to be true right. to myself. And I have got to be an advocate for these women who I know what the experience is because I've been living it. Um, and I need to, you know, I'm capable of standing up and advocating, so I need to be the one to do it on behalf of all those women who, who need somebody to go to bat for them. Absolutely. And there are tons out there, right, who who are going through mm-hmm. this and, and, and feel isolated and, and, and placed in a box and, and the confidence a lot more uh, than is shattered. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we used to say that, you know, we used to say it was one female for every four males. The numbers are looking more like two females for every four males. But from my experience, 
in my 30 years of going into families and working with people and knowing the signs to identify, I'm guessing it's more even. I'm thinking that there's um, there are a lot more women out there than we first thought. And, but the problem is, you know, when you're a boy and you get identified, everybody gets those resources in place for you. When you're a female, yeah. people just expect you to function. And so that puts a lot of guilt and a lot of sense of blame and shame on a person. You know, I for a long time thought I was lazy or, you know, why can't, you know, Tony, you're smart. You know, you can read the complete works of Shakespeare in, in a week or, you know, you know, you can absorb information like a sponge and, you know, so what's wrong with you that you can't buy your groceries at the grocery store? Why can't you fill your, you know, your your tank of gas or why when you go to that party um, do you have to go and sleep for three days to recover afterwards? You know, what's wrong with you? And that was my thinking. And that's that's the message that women are getting if they're, you know, if the autism isn't identified, it's a lot of blaming. Absolutely. Not and, 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 and I'm going to share this story with you, and, and this is from uh, a mom, uh, and, and, and she's on the spectrum. Uh, but for a long time, uh, she would go see uh, the doctors, and, and she was telling me this, mm-hmm. and I was just fabricated. And she said, you know, I would go in, and I would say, you know, something isn't, something's amiss. Like, I, I, I'm not doing mm-hmm. things I would normally do. Uh, is there something going on? And, you know, and she said she had a feeling that she was on the spectrum. But the doctor would, mm-hmm. would, would always come up with a different, you know, uh, um, diagnosis. You know, he wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't say autism. He would say, well, you know, uh, you have uh, anxiety. You're OCD. Um, you're just, mm-hmm. you're just having mood disorder. You're okay. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, or you, your your eating is is off. You, you need to eat better. But but you're not autistic. And then she went to see this one doctor who said, you know, sat her down and said, listen, um, you're you're on the spectrum. Uh, this is what we've seen and, and this is what we've noticed. I don't know why you you were misdiagnosed. And and it and she said it, it hurt her. Um, for a while, uh, because it felt like um, she she had an idea, but the one physician just wouldn't, um, you know, uh, give her that diagnosis so she could mm-hmm. move forward. Uh, and she said it was very difficult because you know uh, when she when she didn't when she then got diagnosed, she became isolated for a while because she didn't know how to take it, what to mm-hmm. really believe. Am I really, well, could it be a needing disorder? So she, mm-hmm. she was trying to justify yeah. it then, you know. And yeah. so I, I, I'm i sure it, it's it's extremely difficult for girls um, to, to, to deal with it because, uh, as I said before, we, we often talk about the boys. It, it, we, we focus so much on the boys and we tend to say with the girls, oh, well, you know, it's just it's it's just a phase, you know. They're, it's okay, you know. They're, they'll grow out of it, and and they'll be okay, you know. And like you said, they're talking, they're making eye contact, they're playing, you know. Um, they're okay. Don't worry about that, you know. It, it, that, well, could, exactly. that couldn't happen and, and, to her. 
that's one of the distinctions between males and females. You know, so got that doctor who says, oh, you can't be autistic because you make eye contact. Well, lots of autistic people make eye contact. Um, It's painful for some of them. And, you know, I've always been a mouth watcher. I don't really watch people's eyes. And I realized in high school, because I took drama, that's a little different. Everybody else makes eye contact, and I don't look at people's eyes. Too much information, way too uncomfortable. Um, But (laughs) when an autistic woman or girl does some of these social things, the effect on her can be very exhausting. And so when you're evaluating a woman or a girl for autism, you don't just look at the behaviors that you observe, but you also look at how those behaviors affect a girl. So yes, does she make eye contact, but how does that affect her? Does she have to go and nap? Does she get really tired? Does it make her feel intensely uncomfortable in her body? Um, Those feelings, the results or the effects of her behavior are very, very important to consider when you're evaluating a girl because girls are really good. You know, it's that word masking again, at faking it, at imitating what they see. Right. Absolutely. And for, for the longest time, you know, our culture, you know, in, in missing these things with, with girls, you know, in general, you know, they expect girls to be quieter or less assertive than boys, right? Boys mm-hmm. are, are normally all over the place, you know, jumping around, the energy level is off the chain, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, while the girl may be shy. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Expectations yes, so, are different. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that, that, that's, that's extremely all of a sudden stop and, 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 and deal with and understand, and for a lot of these girls, um, what 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 can we do? What are some of the things that we can do? Um, I guess to, to 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 help them. You know, I I know yeah. there are a lot of things out there for for girls, but but what specifically do you think? Well, I think one of the biggest things is to be is is your mantra, Eli, which is to be open-minded. So it's really hard for for these girls to hear, you can't be autistic because. Um, you know, even for really highly skilled evaluators, you can't tell if a person's autistic just by looking at them most of the time, uh, unless you see the really classic signs. Uh, but you know, for a proper evaluation to be done to, a term, to determine if a person's autistic, you have to go back and do family history. You have to do a lot of observation. You have to do a lot of talking with the person. And so an outsider can't just make that decision that that person is or isn't autistic. You don't know. And so to make that judgment really isn't helpful to a person. So if a person says, you know, I got an evaluation, I'm autistic, just honor that, you know, respect that that's a loophole that helps that person and ask what you can do to help support them. And so that, you know, goes into another thing that I think is really important is to just be willing to do some basic accommodations. I, even today, I work with a lot of clients who will come to me and say, yeah, my teacher or my boss or my camp leader insists that I make eye contact, that I look them straight in the eyes for intense periods of time. Well, you know, I'm a professional. 
who's you know been in the the field of autism for thirty years, and I don't look people in the eyes. <laughs> I watch their mouths, I watch their ears, and you know it's not a crime. So let a person look at your ears or your mouth. They'll be able to listen better. They'll be less right. exhausted. They'll be able to attend to what you're saying. They'll feel more comfortable. It's a simple accommodation. You know, don't just demand that a person be not autistic. And I, and I've seen a lot of that where people go, well, "We'll just make you not autistic. You're gonna, you know, let's let's turn this person into somebody who who isn't." And and that's, you know, autism is a fundamental part of who we are. We don't, and most autistic people don't want to be not autistic. We like who right, we are. Absolutely. And we would like to be accepted for who we are. Um, and so, you know, yes, there are certain rules that we all have to follow to get along in society. But, you know, when we can make some little accommodations. Don't expect, you know, that all autistic people are going to want to go to the Christmas party. Don't expect that they want to go out to lunch with you. You know, uh, these are things that can be really overwhelming. If uh, you know, if they don't greet you, um, don't take it personally. Those are some of my first, you know, suggestions in terms of supporting uh, girls and women. For you, Eli, do you have any thoughts on that? What are your? Do you have anything well, to add? Well, I, I to echo. That? I echo what you said, and you know, one of the things that I <clears throat> I, I hate hearing. Uh, also, Tony, is the, the I thing, you know, um, and, and being in the military um, uh, and, and having to, to do to, you know, look a soldier in the eye, you know, I, I get all of that. But, you know, I, I, I am a uh, a body language watcher. Like I just watch mm-hmm. uh, different parts of the body, the, the, the head, the shoulders. I mm-hmm. can look you in the eye, but I, as you say, you know, um, it can be too much information for anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not just individuals on the spectrum, but I think, you know, uh, we we tend to put that unneeded pressure on them, and and, mm-hmm. and then, right, uh, they mm-hmm. right away, you know, they start thinking, well, wait a minute, hold on, back up, um, I'm not living your life, right? I, mm-hmm. I am comfortable doing exactly. what I'm doing. So, yeah. so, so I would say, you know, don't try and change. We, 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 we try to do that all the time. You know, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make them not autistic. Uh, this is, I'm going to fix, I'm going to fix them. This mm-hmm. is how I'm going to fix them and, and they're going to be okay. Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think you have to learn to communicate and listen uh, and cues from them uh, and what makes them comfortable. Mm-hmm. And this leads into, yeah. and this, this goes into uh, uh, making friends also. Uh, you you mm-hmm. have to be willing to 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 open your your arms and kind of listen and understand uh, another point of view, something that mm-hmm. you know uh, society yeah. doesn't do a very good job of. But but you know we'll we'll say that we do, um, and yeah. I think that's so important for for mm-hmm. for girls on the spectrum, for 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 boys too, um, to to not paint them. Uh, with with the same brush and just assume well, all right they they have this issue so what we're gonna do is we're mm-hmm. gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna try to change them if that doesn't work then we'll just kind of push them to the side I I think mm-hmm. everything that you echoed um, is, is spot on um, it, you know I, I think you one know, of the I issues have... is... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just I had a, a, a no. client tell me the other day that um, they they had a teacher who was forcing them to look them in the eyes, and I was really impressed with um, what they told their teacher. They said, "I can look you in the eyes, or I can listen attentively to what you're telling me." So you, right. you choose, <laughs> you know, um, and that's just a fact for that person. So I, I loved that. I thought that was a really great way to be assertive and to let the person know, you know, what what their limits were, what they were capable of. Right. And, you know, I, I would also uh, encourage individuals to, to stop trying to control the narrative and make it what you want it to be. Uh, I see that a lot. Um, I think we, mm-hmm. we have to, to stop to have to stop doing that um, because it, it pushes them away and it, and it, it becomes uncomfortable for, for both parties. So I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, we, we need to work on, on that as well. Um, you know, Tony, I, I, I just hit on, on, on the friendship uh, part of, of this uh, briefly. Um yeah, some of so some of the some of the things that uh, I've uh, encountered with individuals on the spectrum regarding uh, friendship, and and I guess how it how it's helped me and worked for me, uh, it, again, is the ability to step into um, uh, their world or their shoes to to understand uh, them. And what they like to do uh, in coaching, um, when mm-hmm. I would go out and give give lessons, um, one of the things that I would love to do is to to listen to their perspective on golf, good or bad, uh, and as we're playing or not playing, what what would they like to do? You know, if you don't want to swing a golf club, how how can we? And they would want to talk about something that didn't partake to golf, even though we're on the golf course, and it started to grow. A friendship, right? And they would come back and they would say, "You know, you're you're the first coach that we've had that lets us talk about wrestling, or we're talking about mm-hmm. our favorite food. You're not worried about where the ball goes. You're just kind of listening to us, and that's pretty cool. So I, I you know, I think um, gaining that perspective uh, would be would be a great start." Um, what what do you say? What 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 tips do you have about um, you know creating the friendship, the bond? Yeah, well, it's interesting that you you mentioned that because I always, when I start working with a new person, start with whatever they're really passionate about. Yeah, uh, and and listen to to them. A lot of times, the especially if there's an interest that other people don't really care about. I mean, autism is one of my special interests. And so fortunately I found a career that, that allows me to, you know, to, to talk about what I love 24 seven, but you know, if you're interested in culverts or plastic bags or, you know, types of, of, of flooring, that's a little more specialized. And and a lot of times people don't want to hear about that. So when people can actually take the time to listen that's you know that can really show that you're you know you're making that connection. I talk about that in my in my book actually about you know meeting a person halfway and not just expecting them to do things in an 
in a um, in a neurotypical way, but 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 doing exactly what you said, which is to just listen to where they're at, where their mind is, what they're interested in, and when you do that, you can get so many positive results because that's where a person feels safe and comfortable, and right. so you can really you can really end up practicing skills that are scary or hard, difficult to do. And so I think it's a great way to foster friendships and any kind of skills, communication skills, math skills, uh, self-help skills, when you, when you go from a place where you know that person's already interested. So I think it's a great strategy that you're talking about, and I, I recommend that as, as a first strategy when working with folks on the spectrum. Yeah, you know, I, I always, you know, when in doubt, I always say follow their mind, like follow it, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm, exactly. and you you'll be surprised and amazed at what you see and what you find. Um, but it all starts yeah. with it all starts with listening and accepting, right? You you have to mm-hmm. you have to do yeah. those things uh, in order to, to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's 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 my tip. That's what I that's what I do, and it's it's worked for me. Um, and, and 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 for the folks that's listening to the show today, it is really easy. It is it's not difficult at all. I think we we tend to make it difficult sometimes because we want to control the narrative. We want to control the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it, we don't we don't give them the opportunity to open their mind. So uh, follow follow the mind and listen. Uh, it, it, and and mm-hmm. if you do that, the, the friendship blossoms. It grows. It really does. It really, really mm-hmm. does. But before we before we wrap up here, Tony, I, I want to tell uh, the listeners uh, uh, a quick story. Um, I don't know if it's so much of a story, but uh, my my sister got married uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, she was a single mom with four kids, two on the spectrum, and. Um, the man that she married is an outstanding guy. I had a chance to to meet him uh, um, and talk to him, and and uh, he's got dreams, he's got goals, um, he really loves her kids, and they've taken to him like you wouldn't believe. And I, I wanted to share that because I know how tough it's been for uh, my sister to. Uh, you know, kind of raise those kids, and and the job that she's done is incredible. And to now have a a, a, a man who's who's invested um, in mm, their lives now is it's it's incredible. You know, she's telling me stories about how, you know, uh, Maisha and Elijah just really love him. Uh, they they really take into him. He spends quality time with them. Uh, and I think that is so important. And uh, uh, PJ uh, Lee is his name. And and if you're listening, to PJ, uh, I, I really appreciate uh, you. Um, uh, you're you're going to be great. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're a hard worker. Uh, I love you with a passion. And I, I wanted to share this story because uh, you know there are unfortunately a lot of moms who are doing it. Um, mm-hmm. on their own, and it and it's extremely difficult. Uh, I hear the stories via e- email, uh, and when I meet uh, moms all the time, 
Um, and so I, I can't tell you uh, how happy it made me to have to hear this from my sister. So um, it just makes me believe there is there is hope, <laughs> you know, um, and and they have a a male role model in their lives who is positive and and wants to see them That's do great. really well. So yeah, so I wanted to make sure that I I got that out uh, for the listeners today. Um, great show, my friend. I uh, this topic was was excellent. Um, we recovered from from last week's little. Uh, debacle, and uh, uh, I apologize for that. And uh, today's show, we were back on task. So, uh, what are you doing this week? What's the rest of your week look like? Well, I've got the insects eating my garden at night, so Uh-oh. I'm going to be working on building a, a little um, holder for some netting that I got, so that. Um, they're not eating my chard and my kale. <laughs> so that's been quite a, an interesting um, challenge. But, you know, I'm going to continue on with my social group and, you know, developing, um, getting my, my um, relationship training on videos finished so I can get that out there for people who aren't able to attend that training live. And I'm real excited about that. So what about you, Eli? Well, I am going to continue to, to, you know, build, you know, and continue to trust this process. Um, you know, I, I want to take a big leap, but I know that uh, that wouldn't be wise. So, um, you know, I'm going to continue to kind of jot things down and, and you know, talk things through and, um, and create these projects uh, for Giving Tuesday. And... Um, mm-hmm. You know, work on work on my travel schedule for next year. You know, I'll be I'll be closer to your area next year uh, in September, Tony. I'll be in um, uh, all signs point to me being in Florida um, in September oh. next year. So, um, mm-hmm. and I'll be I'll take I, I'll also be in in Georgia. So um, nothing's set in stone, but uh, I'm I'm starting to plan out those mm-hmm. uh, those trips, and and so. Uh, stay tuned on that, but uh, I'll spend some quality time with the with the family and and uh, um, spend some time with the with the cat that we have now, you know. Um, and it'll be the same old same old, you know. I'll start slowly um, ramping up uh, in in bits and pieces here and getting back on track. I'm about seventy five percent of where um, of where I want to be, so uh, I'm I'm getting closer every day. So, and thanks for the support, by the way, to everybody who emailed, uh, text, uh, reached out. Uh, it continues to help uh, me grow and get better. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate our conversation off air last week, Tony. Uh, that was tremendous. So, Oh, I like you. it too. Well, that's it for the show. And uh, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Uh, great topic today, Girls on the Spectrum. Please feel free, if you have a topic that you would like for us to discuss, to email us at elijah.winfrey at gmail.com. Let us know what topic you want us to cover on the show. We hope to have a guest next week. I'll start working on that here shortly. Uh, But until next week, get out in the community and make someone or something better. It is easy. 
Put a smile on somebody's face. Vote. It matters. Until next time, this has been the Elijah Winfrey Show on blogtalkradio.com. Bye-bye.